Hello and welcome to another Industry Insights podcast with me, Chris Nelson. Um, today's guest we've got on is Jamie Gray. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, he's the sales director of one of the fastest growing environmental focused product suppliers in the promotional industry. Um, so easy for anyone who's unaware or outside the industry, sell environmentally friendly products into the promotional industry um, and was built on the back of a massive successful and much loved product, Seed Sticks. Uh, and since its launch in 1988, it's gone from strength to strength with both Jamie and his father, Steve, um, pushing the company forward to bigger and better things. So, yes, on that note, welcome to the uh, the podcast, Jamie. And uh, yeah, thank you for your time. Superb intro. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's, you, like I say, you see my eyes going like this. It doesn't yeah. help when I can't read, Jamie. That's never a good start, is it? No, but do you um, listen to? Uh, do you listen to? Do you ever listen to Guy Ross? That was very how how we built this or how how they built this. I don't think. Um, no, I'm not sure. I've seen. I'm not, I'm not sure. I've heard that one. But yeah, is that what it was? Yeah. That was in his style. Watch out, Guy. That's all I can say. <laughs> I keep getting every time I've walked out of here, there is all the comments from the office. Um, should uh, Parky and Jonathan Ross do they have anything to worry about? And I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm well, Parky. Sure. I mean, is I think he might, I don't think he's even around anymore. I don't think he has anything to worry about full stop because he's Jonathan Ross is, is past it, but maybe Graham Norton, you, you're, 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 just, you're about as camp as he is, to be honest. Yeah, I did think that I've got more of a vibe of Graham, to be honest. So thank you for Lots that. Of white yes, wine yeah. in your hands, you know, <laughs> nice, little, nice little beard, just, just a few greys coming through. I'm not sat right though, I need my little notes here, and yeah, you've got your legs yeah. crossed. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Jamie, no, again, yeah, just thank you for, for joining me today. I just wanted to um, start really with what I always find makes sense is uh, from the beginning, really. So just, I just wanted to, if you don't mind, give us, for people who don't know So Easy, um, if you could just give us a little bit of background, really, about the company, where it came from, even from the far reaches yeah. of time, if you don't mind, and that'd be great. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. No problem at all. Pleasure. Um, yeah, so we've been around since 1988. So I think... If the math is right, I'm not sure Chris was even born then. Chris wasn't born then. Chris was born a year later, 89. What a year. Ah, so you're what, you're 32? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so uh, 1988. So my dad used to work for uh, a company called Wilkerson Sword, which which people would have would have heard of, uh, making razor blades. Mm-hmm. And he, he was he joined their he was the youngest manager uh, Wilkerson Sword, but he was probably he probably started at 25. And, um, yeah, he, he went, you know, various, various different roles and he sort of landed in a, in a procurement role. And then fast forward a few years, Wilkerson Match merged with a, um, with Swedish, Swedish, sorry, Wilkerson Sword merged with Wilkerson Match, um, creating, always get his, the wrong way around, but Wilkerson <laughs> Match, I believe. What and was the match? What is the Wilkinson match? What was this? So, so, so Wilkerson Sword was razor blades and, yeah. um, and Swedish Match, I need to, or British British match. I need to probably look this up again. Um, <laughs> they were they were making matches, literal so, like like literally striking striking matches. Right. Um, okay. Is this the opposite? If you didn't want a Wilkinson's razor, that you could at least strike a match on your stomach. Well, it's quite it's quite it's quite unusual, wasn't it? Because uh, Wilkinson Match was um, a huge company, uh, still relatively large today, but it was it was trying to battle it out with Gillette. Right. Um, and. Yeah, and, and matches were a huge, huge, pro, well, huge promo product. They were obviously a huge product in terms of just normality. You know, everyone, everyone, everyone had mat- used matches to. This light was the fire. one that we'd always you'd see on the uh, on the films when they write the phone number on the back of the match stick boxes and whatever in a bar or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then they're now like massive collectibles. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so, and so 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 Wilkinson Sword and it was the British Match Cor- Corporation. So there you go, British Match Corporation creating Wilkinson Match. So this merger happened. Okay. And dad and dad. Steve, Stevie G, as we know him, started to get involved in in matches. Now, promo items, so you can see where this is kind of going. One of the one of the so matches matches were sold by the absolute billion 
um, throughout the world in restaurants, airplanes, you know, you name it, they were, they were given away as, as promo items. And one of the ideas in R&D, as with many other crazy, crazy ideas, was to put seeds on the end of these matches to create a different product. So hence the name Seed Sticks. Um, and what that was really was a, was a, it's a strip of biodegradable paper. Similarly, when you, think of, when you think of matches, you probably think of a wooden match individually, but you know, time and time ago, they would, they would join together and you would rip, you would, you would tear, you'd rip. Right, um, and then you would strike it on the back. You, you can still, you can still, you can still find them. Um, they're almost coming back again. as almost like it's quirky. Um, say you don't do these anymore. You don't no, do that. No, not matches at all. No, it's, just, it's nostalgic. No. So, so anyway, so this seed, this seed stick idea was born, and Dad got made redundant at, at this newly created created company, and he part of the redundancy package. He took this side business with him, creating so easy in 1988, and this. So this brand new patented product called a seed stick. So um, yeah, dad started to dip his toe into promo and retail selling seed sticks to, you know, yeah, brands, retailers, you know, Asda and you know, big other big brands such as oh, back in the day, like BA and obviously naturally it lent itself, it's lent itself quite well to replacement for matches. Although, you know, you couldn't compare it in terms of cost. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and and, and yeah, you know, he's it's gone up and down as with, as, as with any business over what is it 30, 35 years. Um, he had you know he had factories, and then he didn't, and then he did. He had salespeople, and he didn't, he didn't. We've probably now I was having. So I joined in two thousand and fifteen, and you know we're still super small. We're you know we're a team of ten people, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's def- it's the biggest it's it's been for dad um yeah I think time, probably, i'm guessing times right now isn't it for what's going on in the world yeah but also you know my dad's 80 so when i joined the business five years ago you know he was 75 you know well, what do you want to be doing when you're 75 i want to have my knees up probably in barbados drinking a rum punch not <laughs> not not working my my uh my son who's like acting like a, a bull in a china shop trying to you know trying to grow a business so yeah and uh, yeah and so we've we've been fortunate that well, I think having joined the company in 2015, having um, come from marketing, um, dad was definitely missing an element of marketing and sales. He was he was running a business that was basically just inbound, inbound activity. There's no people like you, you know, sort of um, flirting with distributors and <laughs> taking out <laughs> for dinner. Not no, not you, not you, not you. So like someone else. <laughs> um, there's none of that. So yeah, so it, it was it was a kind of an easy transition into the business because it was already it was already functioning. There was, I mean, there was, there was a lot of legacy stuff that had to change and was still was to this day we're still changing it his website was so old it looked like teletext you know it's that <laughs> that kind of thing but um yeah over the last five years we've obviously the pandemic with, with all of us has been it's been a challenge and brexit has been even more challenging especially given our nature of our of our products seeds and plants but um yeah we're we're, we're in a good space our space isn't too um it, it's niche and it, there isn't there isn't many players so I th- i'd like to think that yeah, we've we've sort of um, captured a market in terms of um, seed and plant promotional products. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, to be honest, you did. You may have or may not seen it in the intro, but I did say um, the fastest growing um, environment. Ah. So that you know, I'm just I, I was on on point there, just secret little cheeky one there. What's, <laughs> what's quite interesting, Chris, when you when you suggest that? So so in a couple of um, market reports from Sourcing City, like when I first joined the industry, like I say, 25 years ago, 2015, seeds and plants weren't a category that wasn't on there. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you have, you have your typical categories, plants, uh, sorry, pens, bags, etc. cetera, um, yeah. apparel, the plant, seeds and plants went on there. And now they've, they, they, I think 2019, they crept up to 25 and, sh- and during the pandemic um, up to sort of 16. So really encouraging. It's I think really over the last, oh, oh, sorry. No, no, go on. I was going to say, no, it's just, it's interesting you say that because I found that um, there were so many people, I think when the, when the pandemic hit, um, so many people were like, oh, well, yeah, thank, there we go. Everyone's going to forget about the whole eco thing now. That's it. And it's just so far wrong with that. I think it's, um, if anything, they're like, you know, you, you've heard all the messages throughout that this is not finished. If anything, this is just getting bigger and bigger. And um, I think we're all now through social media, through, you know, the Greta Thunbergs of the world and everything else and all these different messages. I think we're all we're all having to think differently. And yeah, COP26, ESG, CSR, sustainability. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 10 yeah, years ago, yeah. who would have thought there would have been a chief sustainability officer? But now... You know, they, those roles are, are kind of, I think also it's quite interesting, you know, a lockdown did force people outside and mm-hmm. people yeah, concentrate sure. more on their health and well-being. And if you're lucky, if you're lucky enough to have a garden, people were growing stuff or window ledges, you know, there was before the pandemic, there was, you know, the UK as a, as a, as a country is quite fond, we're quite fond gardeners, you know, Kew Gardens, Hampton Court, etc. There's yeah. about 20 million gardeners um, in the UK and that's sort of accelerated by three or four million in the last 12 months. I just I wrote some stats down. There's, there was 300 million more plants bought in 2020 than there were there were in 2019. Wow, which is also quite ridiculous given the fact that garden centres were closed for, for a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. and and there, and there were short shortages of, of plants thanks to thanks to Brexit and stuff. So um, yeah, so we're I think we're in a good we're in a good space and uh, long may it continue. Yeah, cool. No, to be honest, I think on that note, I mean, like I say, the, our industry as a, a particular industry, I think it's very easy and, you know, our company included um, to be scrutinised for obviously what we do. I mean, you know, people joke about our industry sometimes, you know, saying it's, you know, promotional landfill or whatever else. And I think no matter which company you are in the industry and, and especially us included, we, you know, the last thing we want to be known as is for that. And, and it, we, you know, we've all got to take it more seriously now. And um, I think I remember I was at a, um, it was awards dinner a few years ago. And I think it was uh, John Burrell. I was on a chair with John Burrell, the former um, chairman of the BPMA. And he does, I've got to say, he does an excellent Gandalf impression. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he sure. does. Yeah. Very good Gandalf with a you know, stick. And he wasn't yeah. late, was he? He wasn't saying, a wizard is never late. <laughs> um, he did it better than that. But he, <laughs> yeah, just a tiny bit. Yeah. I can't remember his, his use of words. John for some tips. <laughs> he's got that long beard, isn't he? It's, it's quite yeah, good. Yes, true, true. Uh, a bit of a silver fox, to be honest. Sorry, what, weird, yeah, yeah. Silver, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. no, but he, yeah, he was basically, he was hinting at like how um, there was some big reforms that were happening, obviously, to, you know, the likes of McDonald's and, and all these other places were getting absolutely lambasted for. Um, you know the, the what they what they do basically and how they how they conduct themselves and he said and um, he'd already been approached by a few people who basically said you've got to get your industry in shape because you are the next big one to be you know to be challenged or to be looked into you know scrutinized and and I think for anyone who's not thinking of this now we're, we're personally and our buying team now are looking at everything completely differently to, from the packaging to the actual physical products um, and again I'm, I'm sure like you know companies like yours are just hopefully, you know, they're going to go from strength to strength for that reason alone, so. Well, yeah, I think it's a fine line between, I'd like us to, to be a beacon of, of of change. I think the industry does need change. If you look at, again, look at some stats, I think ASI report, like globally, four out of 10 promotional products are thrown in the bin straight away. And, so, you know, it's, it's pretty bad because not only is it bad for the environment, but you think about all the work that on the back end of that, or before that, that, that people have gone into manufacturing, making that product. 
Yeah. Like, it's pretty heartbreaking, isn't it? And it's not great for a brand either. So oh, exactly, yeah. I've been at events and I've seen people literally walk out the door and just open up their hand and how it goes straight into the bin. So yeah, if we can if we can if we can if we can change uh change people's mindsets, um I think the products need need to be reusable, don't they? they need to be need to be, need, need to have a certain element of um longevity like how can they how can they be how can they have long life but also be used yeah um and i think i think the, i think the industry is changing i know the bpma are looking at a sustainability charter which which is quite exciting but we're no way near um the, like the finished article there are other businesses such as fluid who you know got b corp status which is yeah yeah which is very which is, yeah is which is a, i mean it's we we start i started it for the company two years ago and it, it's just so much work it's great work just to be cop yeah it's great work it's great work to do but it's it's just you you need you need someone dedicated on it like yeah, i think fluid were the first in the industry in our industry to actually achieve it yeah. and uh it, i think they said at the time it's just not a mean feat to try and get it under the belt it's a lot of work no, and then maintaining that but yeah it, it's a great thing to do and you know like i said a bpma can release their sustainability charter as well and 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 there are other, there are other, it's a, there's the climate coalition and there are other, you know, 1% for the planet. There's all these uh, membership organizations, which I think are, you know, trying to push companies down, down the right path. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, it, I think, I think it's going to continue. And hopefully, yeah, a lot, a lot of businesses in the promotional product industry will, will jump on that and, and change and change for the better and hopefully get away from this, um, this throwaway culture. I don't know about you also though, like, you know, I'm not, my when I get one, I so I do. I don't really. I I, I eat like I eat when I eat when I eat right, and I just go and buy when I when I when I'm hungry. Like we, my, my fiance's got me into Sainsbury's shops weekly, right? The amount of like plastic waste is just outrageous. Yeah. I can't believe it. No, no, um, I, I personally am like I I'd love to say I'm. In fact, I, the, the more cringy thing for me, I sell you know reusable water bottles that can be used thousands and thousands of times. All these Triton plastic bottles, or the you know double stain double stainless steel, whatever else. And it took me a good while to realize I was driving around with like the big, you know, like 25 pack from Costco plastic bottles. And by the end of a week traveling around the country, not only the fact that I'm traveling around the country, but all, I was looking at my footwell thinking, what is wrong with me? Like, do you, you have to have like that like realization of, yeah, I need to, there's something got to change. Um, yeah. It's not, it's not good. But um, what do you do? What do you do? Start cycling? Yeah, I was it now. Yeah. So it just takes me a bit. I'll say I'll be, I'll see you in about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to ask you just while we're obviously touching on, on the business and and what you do. Just for anyone who's not aware, you've obviously mentioned the seed stick. Is that your obviously seed sticks are your? I'm guessing their biggest selling item. Yeah, we coined it as our as our hero product. Yeah, um, it, it's been it's been in the family or it's been part of my life ever since I was born. Mm-hmm. It's made in, you know it's made in Britain, certified, it's registered, trademarked. Um, there aren't many other people that to do it and still to this day people see the products and they're quite bamboozled by it and until they open it up and they're still more bamboozled than they think oh, that's quite cool um but yeah there are other things that we've built out upon that either working with other manufacturers or or especially since brexit trying to bring as many of the products in-house mm-hmm. you know we, we still have some growing up to do so we need to move to bigger premises which means we can invest in, in more machinery which means that we can own more of our, of our products and have more in-house and we make better margins um but, you know i've got this i've got this legacy business of my dad for 30 35 years and i'm sure there are other um father i know one well, i know there are other father father son uh, company or all manufacturers and it's 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 difficult but yeah so seed packets um seeded paper so paper and bring over seed 
um grow kits so that you know they come in loads of different guises so you know whether it's a, a wooden cube with a which can be a um a desk tidy but also once you've used it you can also have the plant on your desk um yeah the the, 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 grow, kits, the, the grow kits are slightly higher end you know the seed packets and the seed sticks and seed paper are, are pretty great because they're, they're low cost and easy to mail um the light they're good yeah good for direct mail good for slipping in a wallet so Easy, easy to hand out and also you've got a huge variety of seeds so you, you're, you're getting bung for your buck aren't you because you know, if this seed can if you can grow this seed if it's like thyme or rosemary or something you can then use it in your food so as a yeah. as a as a as a customer so if i'm a customer of a brand i'd love to receive such a such product because i can then use it for something else and then i can keep using it and i can share it and um and also our, you know our seeds and plant-based products touch almost you know your five senses um you know, there's taste, you know, if you're using it for cooking and there's, there's you can see it, obviously you can smell because it's, yeah. it smell nice and you can hear because the, uh, the trees are, all the plants, <laughs> the bees, I oh, know I'm, I'm sort of, <laughs> I'm not going to say you're milking it. No, you're not. But, that, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, no, but I just think, I just think, I just think it's, it's, it's seeds and plants are, are particularly powerful. Yeah. Don't forget about the, you know, the environmental impact of, you know, bringing in CO2 and releasing O2. I, I, I live in London, so, you know, the air quality isn't great and, plants improve that so yeah i think from a marketing perspective do you like do you, do you love the idea that you know you've got a naturally good story behind that so you're not having to you know you don't have to right well suppose we can use it like this it literally it is what it says on the on the packet you know yeah but i think there's a lot it's still i think this is one of the oh we recently bought and bought an ops director on and it's important that you know she's trying to look at strategy and marketing comms and there is a big educational piece as there always is right with distributors because um, you can show someone something, especially when it's quite ambiguous, like some of our products are, and you need to try and educate them around, like I was just saying, what are the uses? What are the benefits? Why does a brand want to be associated with these products? Yeah. So, yeah. It's not, yes, they're, you, you get, you like bung for your butt. You, like, yes, they're reasonably priced, but what more is there? Um, so we're trying, yeah, we're trying, we haven't quite stepped upon that yet, but, you know, doing things like this and presentations and speaking a bit more, you, you try and you try and educate them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice. I'm not gonna lie, Jamie. You know, you feature in our catalogue, and that's great. And I've been, but I, even I've not fully understood what you know what it is. And like you mentioned, then the, one of the key things is the fact it's got longevity as well in terms of you know what it does after receiving the product. So it's, I think that's a you know it's a great selling point for you guys as well. Um, well, yeah. Well, I mean, look, everyone's got a pen because it it writes. You know, whatever seed product you buy off us, you get it and you can grow it. I mean, that's the fundamentals of it. Yeah, um, but doing this podcast, can you send me a seed thing? I want a little plant on my desk, to be honest. So you- absolutely, <laughs> I, won't, I won't brand it because can't be asked. But no, that's uh, quite all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll okay. give you. A, we do we do these these express seed sticks now, which we, we turn around in I think two or three days, which is quite quick for us, given that we're sort of we are quite a small sort of small, yeah. small business. Um, so I do. I might, if you, I might go on your Facebook or LinkedIn and put your put your mug, your picture on the front. You got your own. I'm so glad I mentioned it for that reason alone. That is just a great seed stick. Um, Right. So I'm going to say, so we've got a bit of background about the company, what you guys do. um, Yeah. And then a bit about you, Jamie, really, I was actually going to ask as well. So you, um, obviously, you joined the company six years ago, but prior to that, you'd done, I'd had a little, you know, a bit of research. I saw you'd done like a very few marketing roles here and there. So modeling, yeah. Modeling, obviously, yeah. The astronaut stuff, that was good as well. Um, but yeah. you know, all seriously, when you actually started off, obviously, did you go into work straight after school, or did you go into a bit of education, or what? Did you? Yeah, yeah I um, so I went to grammar school, um, and they absolutely hammered us about going to university. 
must go to university, must go to university. I remember one lesson they were like, you must go to university, otherwise you'll be a cab driver. Look, nothing wrong with cab drivers, but they were trying to be sort yeah. of defamatory about uh, that profession. And um, I'd, I'd had like, only I went to that school because I wanted to play rugby. It was a massive rugby school. They didn't play football or anything like that. So I just went there to continue like playing rugby from year eight or whatever it was. And I was absolutely obsessed. And then I stopped growing. And well, I, stopped, I didn't stop growing. Everyone hit puberty and shot up. And I was like a late bloomer. So I was getting absolutely battered by everyone. So I gave up the rugby. And then after that, I was like, why am I at this school where they're smack, like they're trying to give you, well, it's great education, but at the time I didn't realise. They're trying to shove down all this history and algebra and biology. You know? And I, I, and then as I, as I started stop, as I stopped playing rugby, I started playing football outside of, outside of uh, school. And then I sort of fell into another group of mates and, they were it was 17 at this time. They were all out working and going out and, you know, having a drink and whatnot. And I thought, hold on, there's another, there's something else out there. Uh, <laughs> so I did the exam. You had the same problem as I did. You, you found alcohol and it just changed you. <laughs> and, and women. So I went to an all boys school. Oh, right. Uh, I see, right. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So, um, so yeah, so I had a place at university, which I just kept deferring. I left and I started, I went to, went to, went to work for a finance company at 17 or 18 and literally, first uh, first paycheck, eleven and a half grand a year, and I thought I was absolutely minted. <laughs> I was living at home, yeah, living at home, so you can double that. And I was, what? It's probably it's how many? It's like uh, twelve years ago. No, thirteen. No, oh god, 15, oh don't even say how long ago it is. A long time ago. Was this where you were saying, like, Dad, do you sort of want to watch yourself now because I'm pretty much the new guy around here? And, yeah, look, Dad, uh, I'll, buy, I'll buy you a drink. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. I'm not paying any rent. Mum's doing all the washing and the cooking, but I, 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 whatever, either way, I was going out with 30 quid every night, well, not every night, but Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, and I was, li- I was coming over change and I was living the dream. Yeah. Um, so that went on for like four or five years while I was, but I then I, I sort of landed in a, I was like an office admin and I landed in a marketing role. And then I thought, actually, quite like this, because it's, it's, it's a little bit creative. Um, you need to show a little bit of confidence. So it's kind of little things that I thought I could, yeah, I could get my teeth into this. And also it's a company called loans.co.uk. They were, they were quite, a, they were quite a, at the time, a quite a big growing company. They were like fast track 100. They sponsored Watford football club. Yeah. With Wanderers. And I, all of a sudden I was like doing things like shirt sponsorship and giving awards out on the pitch at half time. I was like 19 and looked like an absolute idiot in my oversized suit. Um, <laughs> So, 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 yeah, I did that for like three or four years and loved it and moved up to sort of a marketing executive position. And then they got bought by a massive, uh, they got bought by Bank of America, basically, literally before the 2007, 2008 crash. So I got out just in time, I suppose. And the company, so the company, so the two guys that owned it, sold it for 100 million, 50 million each. And then about six months later, a year later, the company was worth nothing. They shut it down. Wow. So I moved to, um, so I then I then moved into another sort of another marketing role at uh, another marketing uh, actually marketing company, and then I hopped again to another marketing company, and we were, look, we were uh, the big the big client was BMW, and by this point I was probably twenty five, and I was thinking all my mates were coming out of uni by this point, all that now and now in London the bright lights of London, I thought uh, do I want to be? And I was still living at home, and I was working like around Marlow Way, and I was like do I want to do I want to don't want to be this or don't want to sort of give it one last yeah you know, sort of oomph yeah so I, went, you know, I went and got a job in london and i was commuting from um from south bucks that was a bit of a pain for 18 months i worked for a quite a big a wpp owned advertising agency 
Um, but it was massive and I felt like I did feel like one of the sort of cogs in the wheel. I did that for 18 months and I thought, right, I'm going to try and just see what's out there and see what I can go and work for a, yeah, like a smaller, if I can, a startup. And I started putting the feelers out there and I went and found this company called Perfect Storm and, um, and the, the MD, I was absolutely like, took it, took him back by him. And, um, I basically, I had a couple of interviews and I didn't do particularly well on the finance side of things because I didn't do finance where I was. And um, he basically said, you know, you, we, well, he told the recruiter, he, they, lo- they loved you, but didn't think you were quite right or didn't have the right level of experience. So I spoke to my mate, um, the guy I told you about the teeth, and he said, um, well, if you really want it, just roll the dice, like quit your job and say you're going to work there for free. <laughs> so I did it. So the next day I had him a notice in at the job like pretty well-paid job and um yeah i told the guy i called him up directly and said i'll come work for you for free for two for a month or whatever it was and within two weeks he'd throw me we did he did like a not like an agm but he did a roundup every friday called frizzy fizzy friday so uh so advertising and solo it is very champagne and everything and he and he went and welcome to the team jamie threw me the business business cards um and then i worked there for a couple of years learned so much I remember the first day he said to me, how, how's, uh, how are your clients doing? I was like, well, I don't know. What do you mean? Well, mm. haven't you, you know, got the phone? <laughs> so yeah, he taught, well, a lot of, um, he taught me a lot of, uh, like get up and go. Yeah. Which was, um, which is great. And, and actually, you know, after 18 months, I think I then realized I, I think I could do, I think I could do something on my own. Um, or, or, looking at dad's business could i do something with that because dad was getting to a point where you know he can't keep running it as it as it is he's, he was 75 so yeah so he jumped in so it wasn't something like from a young age you weren't thinking oh i'll do a bit of it and then i'll head back to the family fold it was something that you'd uh and you you're shaking your head there do you, you like purposely sort of thought no the exact opposite i was I was well both my parents are self-employed mum's a caterer and i've yeah. grown up I'm, I, I, I i literally can't cook so which is ironic so I'm not going to go, not go, not to go in, I like eating, so I'm not going to go into that profession. And I didn't really know what, what dad did. You know, you, you kind of know what, I don't know whether it's safe, but you kind of know what your parents do, but you don't really know. Obviously, my, yeah, mom's, yeah. my mom's a caterer, so that's quite obvious. But dad, it's like a seed stick thing. What the hell is it really? Like, you know, is it is it this or is it that? Yeah. So, no, I had no preconceptions. Although I've got you know, half-brothers that have dipped in and dipped out, and one of them, is uh got a similar company in australia uh steven yeah i saw that in melbourne yeah in melbourne yeah so he, yeah. he set that up in probably 15 years ago maybe more 20 maybe much smaller market um was probably on a par with dad in terms of turnover when uh in 2015 maybe he was maybe doing more probably yeah maybe doing a little bit more but we've you know we've um yeah, we've sort of tripled, quadrupled the size of the business. Well, part part of part of the, part of the pandemic in, yeah. in, in the five years. Um, so yeah, there's and there's and there's loads of opportunity out there. There's there's, there's Europe, which would be and more natural progression than <laughs> Australia. Australia. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of is well the, the the promo market here is a billion. Where it was um, in 2019, and I think Europe is about eight or nine. So it's a good size, but we, yeah, I think we're, we're going to have to, you know, given the conversation we've had with, you know, lots of brand edition, we can't, we're not going to be able to service like we have done in the past. They're, 
their European clients from the UK. Yeah. So we're going to have to... Can I ask you, create... that, by the way, is that, is that um, the whole Brexit situation, is that, has that affected you as a company? Oh, yeah. It's put years on me. I mean, the pandemic... Oh, me, uh, me as well. Yeah. That's what I was asking to I didn't. It's good since sometimes knowing you're literally not in that, um, that boat alone. I think um, it's just... I think people don't realize what what effect it actually has on companies like us trying to deal even just to as you say that our friends over in ireland and it's just uh yeah it's been it's been painful to be fair but we're we'll uh, try you would try having seasoned plants so they've, they've they're a different kettle of fish so that's you know has to go yeah, through yeah. plant health it's been yeah. a it, yeah it's been a nightmare i used to look relatively young and now i think i look my age <laughs> If well, see, I've yeah. got a filter on now. If you just seen the real me now, it's 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 crazy. Oh, <laughs> you can film me, please. Yeah, two seconds. Left. This isn't my this isn't my real hair. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to we have a partner in mind in in Europe. So um, it's just but it's about it's about putting our house in order in the UK first, and then establishing a partner in 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 Europe, and then uh, and then it will be the US, I imagine, at some stage before. Okay. Um, from US old. market, that would be, uh, it'd be good. again. If it was a little bit closer, it'd be, uh, it'd be a, a great step. But yeah, but I've got, I've got this sort of vision that you know the US market is twenty billion. So I went over there to do a show a couple of years, three or four years ago to P, uh, PPAI, I think it was in Vegas. Yeah, and uh, they just add, a, they just add a zero onto everything. So you yeah. know, this guy goes, oh, how much are two hundred fifty thousand? Sorry, what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much that is, let alone if we can even do it. Um, to be honest, I've, I have mentioned to um, my bosses a few times that if they ever wanted me to just go out there, do a little recce, just see how things are going on, I'm, I'll, I'll help out. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll help, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll help you out. If you could, as my PA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll be your PA. Yeah. <laughs> um, that'd, be, yeah, that'd be amazing. I love a bit of America. Great fun. Yeah, that was good. Um, so, but yeah, obviously, we, we, we joined the company six years ago, is that? And around about then, six and a half years or something. Um, and you came on. The first thing I was going to ask you, by the way, you obviously joined the company you know, just got on board being obviously the father's son and everything. I wonder, has there been any complications with that in regards to just, you know, the other people who'd worked in the company or is it, is it not really been much of a thing? Uh, um, something there or? <laughs> yeah. That, uh, initially, yeah. Initially there was, yeah, there was some, I mean, that uh, comes with any company, by the way, the, the question I'm asking, I think anyone who is the son of the owner, there's always, I think a stigma, but, I don't think that it was, it wasn't so much of that. It was more that there was a bit of a cleaning up job to be done and growing up that the business was being treated like, like a retirement business, which is understandable. My dad, you know, was 75, like, like I've alluded to before. So over the last 10 years, mm-hmm. five years, he had part-time staff, no one doing any outbound selling, doing no marketing, you know, just sort of plodding along, yeah. you know, as, as, as he pleases. So like I had to change that, and that was that was quite brutal to some people, but it had to be done. And you know, now looking back, you know, it's it was the right thing to do. But yeah, yeah, we've we've tried to always do everything fairly, um, on you know, honestly with integrity. I've always said to everyone, like we know that's we're a family business, and we are what we are. Um, so, but yeah, I don't know. I think Dad is definitely taking a a big step back from the business over the last five years. Sounds like he deserves it to be fair. I mean, you said, yeah, he's had, we've had five years. kids and they're all pain in the ass. Apart from, well, <laughs> yeah, they all are a pain in the ass apart from Steph in Australia. <laughs> a million miles away. So he can't be that big. Of a pain That's what I was going to say. Yeah. He just gets away with it. It's under the radar. Um, and you know, we've made some wrong hires. We've made some great hires. We now got a really great team. Um, and I, I, just, I don't know. I think no one really sees, no one really sees it as, as, as that, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be the big, the big boss man. I could have caught, you know, I could have the title. 
MD, CEO. Yeah, it's not about that. It's about but no, business really, moving forward. Don't really need that. And then when I'm talking to people like on my on a on a similar level, I want to be on that level. I don't want to be like kind of perched up here. So no, to, if I'm honest, no, no, hasn't only from any any at the beginning when we were kind of, you know, I said the website was so old it looked like teletext. You know that we had to move. You know, had to change all that. We had to change all our processes, our systems, and yeah, you know, it was bumpy. And and yeah, I think there was nose noses put out of a joint, but. Well, you, you can obviously, I think that happens. With, I think people sometimes with change just struggle on that aspect. But I mean, yeah. in regards to your background coming in as a marketing, you know, we've had quite a, you know, however many years in marketing you've done. I think one thing I, I was going to ask you really, did you do a lot of work on like, you know, right, we need to change culture? Or was it not really about that? Was it more about just the brand? I don't think it, was, I don't think it really was a culture. I mean, yeah. the, whole, the culture was... I don't want to say it was not a sleeping giant because we're not a giant, but yeah. it was kind of this sort of laissez-faire sort of laid-back approach. Um, and now kicking it I mean, into gear a little bit. Yeah, now we're all on it. Um, we still we still struggle with with some processes which we're trying to iron out, and we're still trying to improve our systems. But we'll get there. Um, like I say, we need to do some growing up in terms of the culture. I think. Yeah. We're probably, we're probably not not living and breathing exactly who we are. But that's partly down to me, and I need to try and express that better. But also, I think you know we need to we need to we need to move to bigger premises, and bigger premises will will create more opportunity for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there I is. Think mass- the, I'm just going to say, I think with the um, the cult, I think sometimes culture and, and brand um, identity they sort of come in hand in hand. Um, you know, I think you know some of the big companies in our industry, like you know, we've already mentioned the everything brand is the fluids and everything, and and same for us really. Like you know, we we a few years back we um, we had a, a real big overhaul of how we, we were doing well, we were, we were growing, and we've done really we've been really fortunate in that regards. But we also um, one of the things we we've sort of noticed, and we're still working on it to this present day, is that we as a company didn't really have you know a full um, company image, uh, you know, sorry, brand identity in terms of what we're all about, what what is it that we do, why do we do what we do um and you know and, and i think also that's partly external telling people what we do but the other thing was actually just a bit of a reminder about you know to internal guys what we're all about and it's now everything you know we have everything all over the building you know one family and um and it does you know it does we are a family run business at any day you know relatively it's become a you know bigger one over the last few years but it is still that and um i think every department now is you know we are promo we have we are bags we we are pens we are source it it's it's all about like that identity i think it 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 definitely helped i think for everyone feel a little bit part of something um rather than just you know doing running the mill wishy-washy yeah going going towards yeah going towards this common goal but yeah yeah I, i i definitely agree um think but yeah the last 12 months have just been you know i i, I walk I, we set the team up so i could try and run the business just prior to the pandemic rather than the business running me and i kind of fell into that you know i had i bought a coach on who's, who's been unbelievable with me professionally and and, and personally is this to develop my, you individually jamie yeah yeah to, yeah develop me individually but also help with the business like my two worlds were becoming one which is not not good, and I don't know for a certain degree with you, maybe because you, you know you, you walk out the door, you might forget about work. But for me, it's all encompassing. It's every day of every bloody second, yeah. every minute, every hour. So, learning having, helping you to switch off is that? Yeah, she's like, actually, yeah, I'm much. I'm like my mum has noticed. I'm much more relaxed now. My dad has noticed. It was only simple things that she suggested. That's that's definitely helped. 
If you don't mind me asking on that, just because I'm sure, I mean, actually, I'm asking this, and I sort of, I said this to the last guest we had on the podcast, that the questions that I'm asking and, and the reason I'm asking is because, you know, I'm, I'm sort of developing myself and, and I'm sure other people will be listening to this, that they'll be in that same process. And what what type of things has she said, you know, to do? Is it get just headspace or what? what well, she's not, so, so she's not a therapist, so she's not that. <laughs> Right. So that's important because she's not a trained therapist, but she's just, she's just, I mean, it's crazy, but simple things like I've got an Apple watch. So like turn the notifications off. Why is your phone, why is your watch continually buzzing on your arm that's causing you like now I haven't got anything. I've got no idea how many, well, I just look down, but I've got, I would have no idea how many emails I've got or WhatsApps or, you know, with these sort of endorphin zaps, which we get. Yeah, not, yeah. Aren't great. So things like that, things like that, you know, she aren't, whenever we speak, which was weekly, but it's now a fortnight, but maybe now, I can't remember the last time we spoke, but maybe it's two weeks ago. Yeah, how are you feeling? Scale, scale from one to 10, 10 being amazing, one being shit. You know, initially I was quite low down on the spectrum and I'm getting higher. And is it all worth it? Like, what is what is what you're doing worth it? Because, you know, I could go and do something else. I've proven that I can drive a business forward and I can bring revenue in and there are businesses that want that and pay quite well for that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's talking about that and, you know, how you know, do I go into D like how much I want to, how much do I want to earn? Like, you know, mm-hmm. do I want to support mother half? Like, you know, we're going to have, you know, so all the, all it these, sounds like, like giving you, giving you your own sort of inward thinking on what, you know, what you're actually trying to achieve, I think is, is one of the key things, isn't it? Well, she's been there and done it. So she, she ran her own, she, she, she took over a non-profit. She took over a, a company and and built it from you know a couple hundred grand to to four or five million um and brought people in that this is the other thing she you know it's, it's about and, and i'm happy to to delegate but also it's coming to a stage now where we this ops director is is kim is fantastic but it, i almost feel like i'm do i know my role now like i'm trying to re-establish my role because i used to do a hell of a lot of things and now it's not about delegation because I trust her. It's, it's, it's about now what, what is my role in the business? Who, like, who am I? And the, Karen, the mentor, said to me that that, that will happen. I was like, oh, that won't happen. I'll be fine. There'll still be so much stuff to do. But now it's like, what is, like, have I lost my mojo? Like, what am I, what's my purpose now? Like, yeah. I can, I, yeah, I can. Do I want to lead the business? Am I a leader or am I, am I a revenue driver? Um, yeah. I don't want to turn this into like a counseling session, but do you feel like you're going through that right now, or is that something you're at the other side of? Or are you, you yeah, know, I'm going through. I'm going through it like right now. I'm going through it. Going through it now. Yeah, um, it's quite similar for myself to be honest. It's, it's funny hearing you say all these things because it's yeah, there's, there's certain roles for me, and I've, I've been told to. Uh, I think if you asked all my team, they'd say, "For God's sakes, Chris, just delegate for the." You know, I, I think Neil, my manager, who's been pretty much my mentor since being in this company, and my manager Nick. And he's a good know. bloke, old Neil, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then basically, I've just both of them. I think recently, in particular, just like you, you gotta, you're not gonna make yourself well if you don't, you know, delegate some of these things. So I think that it's interesting to hear you say that, and then you know, figure out your role after that point as well. Yes. So yeah, um, and the one thing I was gonna ask you about as well, obviously, I mean, we already touched on it. You 2017, you did a brand refresh. What was what was going on then? What did what, what did you actually do to the brand? Is it just things we've we've touched on already? Or I wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a huge amount to be honest, Chris. It was just um, Dad's logo hadn't changed for many 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 years yeah and you just need a little bit of um I don't know, a little bit of modernizing so um yeah it was just it was just, a, it was just i guess it was a part of something you know me joining and fresh blood and it looked very yeah 
very kind of cold corners and just like make it a bit more friendly so yeah okay yeah cool. yeah so another thing i was going to ask you was um obviously because you are you know you see you know everything's eco-y and eco-looking the, the site's eco do you find that like you know you have to you've got a sort of responsibility to be eco in everything you do in terms of like from well from an outside perspective but inwardly well, as well i try to so don't i don't really eat red meat anymore um yeah. sacked off milk which i'm devastated about that's a massive thing isn't it like, well, oh, i bought i bought my parents were up at the week weekend before and i bought well, no, a weekend and i bought a small enough pint of milk and i've just been having that with my tea and coffee and like a little treat so <laughs> on oat milk and um, we've got i've, I've we've got a reun- reu- renewable uh, energy and gas provider i haven't got a hybrid or electric car yet only because we'll, we'll probably be moving soon and yeah, it's no point in getting it, but I will. Do you feel like That's, all these pressures are because of the company and you have a certain like obligation or not? I think a bit of both. Like, I think I, I, it makes me feel it makes me feel better that I'm doing I'm, try, I'm doing little my little my little bit helps, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, I'm trying to I am trying to practice like, practice what I preach. So our our factory office is is powered by solar panels. Um, but that's as you know, we, we 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 try and reuse boxes, you know, boxes in keep boxes out yeah um you know we try and use as little paper as possible yeah so it sounds like you're doing you, you definitely you know yeah the paper that we print on fsc with all our products for example yeah um yeah but then going deeper like ethically you know we're, we're living we're a living wage employer so that's about pay, you know paying the right Ethical amount training. yeah so still a long way to go but we're trying to yeah trying to trying to be the best we can but there's a hell of, and it, it's not easy there's you know some of them you could just sign up for and you know not do the right things but we want to give our full to to it like we've looked at one percent for the planet we're looking at the, the climate coalition which i know you like yeah. um <laughs> at court we've looked at before sedex you know i say i'd love to you know tick some of those off in the near future cool. i was going to ask you right so obviously you work um you know you've done your marketing roles you've worked so easy i was going to ask you really i've heard this obviously off another podcast uh, i don't even listen to the the jay Humphreys podcast but he um he interviewed clive um woodward the the code i did a a one-on-one with him the other day you did a one-on-one with clive woodward why are you trying to one with me just because i mentioned him what's going on i had to to tell you because um go on what happened i I did a course i did a goldman sachs course uh, at at oxford university this is my claim to i finally went to university i did it last year it's like a mini mba it was it was was horrific but also great i mean it it was so much mental work that I wasn't never I have never done in my life and it was yeah challenge it's so challenging went to Oxford University to one of the residential days and he's giving a he's you know he's, he's all about leadership and he's giving this talk about when he <clears throat> when he took over the England rugby set up his non-professional took a professional and then bought in all these cameras and like gave everyone computers and really like revolutionized re- revolution on the game and then that was all with his head and then with his heart he went to the Lions and it was a shit show. Yeah, but, he, he mentions that in the podcast that it was his biggest sort of yeah defeat. Well, defeat, failure, or whatever. After I, I thought I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to get his email address. So I, I found his email address online and I emailed him and I said, "Will you come in and give a talk to my to my colleagues about you know what you've been through, basically what you've done today?" I think he, I think he was 15 grand an hour or something. Really, mental, oh, or 20? Wow. But not, I didn't pay that. But this is the Goldman Sachs paid that. Yeah. Anyway, he goes. And I said, oh, I'll take you for lunch, you know, or, or you know, whoops, you know, wine. And he said, look, I'll tell you what, I'll give you an hour, of, an hour of my time over Zoom. 
So I had an hour oh with supply Woodward. Wow. It's quite cool. That is, that is amazing. That is actually, that is super cool. Like, yeah, yeah. That's ace. He's all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> What's your right story? Beat that. Beat that. Yeah. No, no, nothing. Well, I was chatting with um, uh, Elvis the other day and he was just saying, <laughs> I mean, you probably won't know Elvis, but he's... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so I was actually going to ask you on on he, he oh, Jake Humphrey, Jake Humphrey. Yeah. So he he was talking about um, Clive Woodward goes on about a, a lot. In, I've heard him in different talks as well, and he talks about his his non negotiables in work. And at the tender age of thirty five, which I think you are now, have you developed any um, non negotiables that you'd say? I'd say not just because again, this could be so wide. Have you have you developed any non negotiables for working at So Easy? Where you said, you know what, yeah, if you're going to come on board with So Easy. These, these are our non-negotiables or have you not really I think it's yeah I'd be you've got to be a good fit and we've made I think also I need to make the final decision um you know we're we're a small team so it's difficult to try and to try and give someone um the responsibility of, of hiring someone mm-hmm. but there was a there was a time when I was ooing and ahhing about two people and my head said or not my head I was being you know I had other people saying I think this person and I was thinking actually I think the other person so yeah good fit good cultural fit yeah. hard working you know honest like you know if you make a mistake like we all make mistakes don't don't try and cover it up you know yeah. just just be open and honest and you know it, things like that happen and um you know we learn we learn from it we move on um I seem to employ a lot of women um which isn't haven't meant to haven't really meant to have done but (laughs) so yeah so you don't have to be a female or a woman to uh to to work it so all those non-negotiables you don't have to be a female that's great (laughs) yeah and also there's um a lot of them have got a lot lot of them got kids so i I think we've we've created this this good work like hopefully i think like we work life balance but we're also quite flexible so you know again before the pandemic if, if you know if the kids needed to, needed to come in and just sit and draw or you know run around and if it, if it allow, allows you know later or carry or whoever to yeah uh, to focus for half an hour an hour or you know different you know different hours in the day that sometimes some they work and they have sometimes they don't take a lunch they take it late they take it later when they, yeah to be when honest they, you know you mentioned about the there's not a massive company culture there but i think things like that 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 already is you know that is your yeah, maybe it is. To, maybe build it is on, yeah. to build on that that's that's the type of company we are, and you know, we we from an ethical perspective, you you are understanding and 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 you know, like I say, flexible. So it's, yeah, it's, it sounds good. So yeah, yeah, so then is that is that it on your negotiables? Is that is that yeah, the key things of sort of culture, um, sort of fitting in and and honesty and yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what the sort of the job spec looks like and what we kind of ask for. I mean, yeah, it's just um, like being honest, you know, mucking in. It's the it's the kind of the usuals, but you, I think we get you get a gut, get an instinct for it when you meet the person or you have a conversation yeah. over the phone. Maybe maybe the non-negotiables will, will change, but for the minute, we've got a great team and uh, it all works really well. Cool. Yeah. So the uh, last few questions I'm going to ask you as well is, you um, obviously from all your like celebrity mentors you've had over the years, um, I was actually going to ask you, is there, uh, is there any particular sort of like best advice that you thought, do you know what, when I heard that, you know, is it like one or two things that you've heard over the years that you thought, really helped you i just i just go back to my mate when he said roll the dice so you know it's, it's how all these serendipity and, all these, and, he, and how these and how these sort of these moments work that i guess had i not have quit that 
very comfortable job and gone and worked for that startup um, advertising agency, would I be where I am today? Mm-hmm. Would, yeah, would I have? And, and obviously I was lucky, right? Because um, I've got, I would have had the support for my family. So I was, I was in a position where I, I had, like, I would have, I, I, you know, I saved. So I had some money to, if, if it had gone tits up, but you know, I would have had the support for my parents. So, so I was lucky. So I think, yeah, I think rolling the dice. I mean, I'm not one for remembering quotes or advice or, or things yeah. like that, but that was that, that was definitely a moment of. Yeah, I was, no, I was going to say in regards to specific advice on what you just said. Do you mean in regards to you know don't overthink decisions, go with what your gut says, and and, and it, all right, sometimes it might not pan out, but it you know it might as well. So just sort of go with what you. Is it sort of that type of thing when you say roll the dice? I think oh, it, was, it, it was. It was more taking. It was more taking. It was more taking a chance, wasn't it? Like, yeah. You, you know, you don't know what's the worst that can happen. Like I know it's easy to say, but this is this is my decision ten years ago, yeah. and weighing up the the, the bad and the and the good. Well, actually, you know, the good outweighed the bad. So yeah. Um, the league. Yeah, I'm trying to. I think I don't know. I, I've also fallen into this sales role where I always thought sales was like a script and massively target driven which scared the, cr- the crap out of me because yeah, me too. I, i'm not a good liar and i'm not a, i can't act so and it always put me off and actually now i've landed in this, this sales role where i don't want to sound big-headed but i'm, I'm naturally i I'm a, i think with you as well you're not you're, you're a natural so you're just being you you're being you and people warm to that and then you build a relationship. yeah and you build people build a relationship to that and then they want to buy off you so you know, that my same mate who said roll the dice always said, "Oh, Jamie, you should have, you should have gone into sales." You know, I was like, "Oh no, I wouldn't wouldn't like it." And actually, you know, he's right. Yeah, you know, sales suits me well because we're both slightly extroverted, um, slightly extroverted, and uh, yeah. And if you yeah, and I and I, and I, find, and I like I like I like speaking to people, I like learning and yeah. find what they're up to and seeing whether I can help solve a problem. And um, and at the end of the day, it's my business, so you know, I want to grow the business, and to do that, I need to get revenue yeah. in and get new clients and retain retain existing clients so yeah no i think it's true that and i think um i was exactly same as you when i was younger right the idea of being a salesperson or rep or anything like that i just yeah exactly i thought oh god the slimy or whoever they go to meet to they've got an objective or whatever and then luckily i just landed in Lyltex and and it, i've been so lucky to that the fact that you know when i go to see people it is just as you said you know getting to catch up see how you're going how's things and you know if you if you want to see some stuff while i'm here that's great and it just touching i hate that word touching base but you know it, hey. I think it's just a yeah uh, no i think it is though and i think I, I, i've always tried um to just be as authentic as possible and uh yeah, like it takes it takes pressure of like years ago 10 years five years ago, if someone said pick up the phone and call this person i'd be like oh hello like you know <laughs> And now I'm just, you know, I'm still learning every day. Like I don't, I'm not, the, not, I'm not the perfect salesperson that no, 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 from it. But I'm being, I think I'm trying to be authentic, like you said, authentic and natural. Yeah. And hopefully that builds a good rapport, and we've got some good products that people want to buy. So. Yeah, and I think that bit about the whole being on fear of the, you know, the other side of the phone, whatever else. I think for a lot of things in life, I think once you get past that level of fear, I think it's, um, it, it's, it's massive, and it can actually. I think I was watching a video. I think it was Will Smith once. He was talking about the. Uh, he did this whole thing about like he, he was going for a parachute jump and he said like it was absolutely terrifying leading up to the weeks leading up to it he was dreaming about it he was thinking about it, it was a and he leaned up to that day the morning sick to his car whatever else thing, and then he jumped out the plane and realized this was the best thing he's ever done in his life and he did it and i'm not saying that when you pick up the phone that does that but just being on the other side of that fear he basically hints that yeah, like, great great things are always on just the other side of, of maybe those uncomfortable 
you know, even doing this podcast, for example, it's, uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie, I've, I've bricked it a bit, but it's, yeah, I think it's, I already feel better that I'm on, on the side of doing it rather than not doing it. If yeah, yeah no, you're good at it. You're good at it. And I think that's quite a good, I quite like that analogy because I would definitely be bricking it with Big Willie. But then once you jump <laughs> out, you think, oh, that was absolutely, um, yeah. That's absolutely, I've just started like playing golf, for example. And, you know, there's that stage where you're kind of not great and it's a bit of a struggle. And but then you start to hit the ball nice and you actually think, ah, oh, okay, I'm getting the hang of this. This is, this is something I'm maybe sort of, I, I, could, I, I could do. And yeah, I could see where. I, quite I, need to, I need to learn on that one, Barry, because I think so far people have told me how what level of handicap things go up to, and I just don't think there's a handicap out there for me. Um, so oh, you'll be right. You'll be, yeah, you'll be right at the back. I don't even know what it is. Thirty six. I don't know. Thirty six or something like that. Yeah. Apparently you can't go past that, which I would be asking for. But anyway, um, right. So very last question I have for you um, is: I was going to ask you really just a, a little simple question: is what is your desert island film? It was something I was going to ask you if you if you know what that would be. Holy sh! So I'm not one. I don't really like rewatching films. All right, okay. okay. So I just I don't know why I've just just sort of mentioned that, but that. Um, yeah, but what what would you say in terms no, of what film have you watched? Oh, where you've gone like, yeah, that was an. A, a no, I know, film. but no, what I'm trying to say is, I do rewatch films, and they are obviously the ones I, I love. Um, yeah. I'm, oh, I absolutely love Indiana Jones. Um, oh, yes. All of not, them are just like. Not number four, and it's not, not even a film, really. Is it's it? It's going to be number five. Do you know this? I heard this. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Just stop. I hope um, they. I hope they just re basically just paint over number four and pretend it never happened. Basically. Yeah, I mean, it was Shia LaBeouf, wasn't it, or Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. So probably. Probably. No, he's like Indiana Jones is an absolute legend. Good, good choice there to be that. But um, right, Jamie, it's um, yeah. I'm going to wrap up there so people don't think I'm just I'm just sat in the pub just rambling on. So I uh, no, I just wanted to, to really thank you for your time today, and um, it's been a, it's been a really good insight into you, the business, um, and I think as well being honest, speaking is actually getting an honest version of where you're up to in your own personal development at the minute, and that, that's, I appreciate your honesty on that as well. So um, yeah, so thank, thank you. you. I'd, I'd like to also say for the last twelve months, thanks to all our clients that have supported us, and also you know the peer um, other suppliers, and you know you guys and everyone else, and and also the, the BPMA. I think they've done a done a pretty good job. Well, I've done a brilliant job. Sorry, um, over the last twelve months, just getting everyone sort of through it. So yeah, sort yeah. of big up to to everyone that's um, helped and kept us going and keeping each other going. Yeah, here, here, we'll get there. there. Definitely. We'll get there. We will. We will. Yes, we're going. Thanks, and thanks for your time, Chris. Thanks, mate. No, no, appreciate it. No, I'm likewise to you. So thank you. All right, Jamie. I'm going to go. Yeah, That's been another Industry Insights podcast. And uh, thank you again for everyone listening. And we will catch you next time. All right. Thank you. Bye.